Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. What an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today as we come down to some of the final verses of chapter number one in the book of James. Now, maybe you're just joining us today for the first time in some time, and you've missed many broadcasts in the book of James. Well, I've got good news for you. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Striving for Revival, and you can listen to these as archived podcasts that way. That way you can stay up to date. That way you can go back and re-listen and take notes if you like, but you don't have to miss a thing. Get us wherever you get your podcast. Also, and if you're listening to the uh, KNVBC now or maybe one of our partner stations, I want to I encourage you, would you write your station, the one that you listen to, the one that you get our broadcast on, and let them know that you're a striving for revival listener, but also let them know that you appreciate them and that you're thankful that there is a radio station <clears throat> in your spot, in your place, in your area where you can get good, godly, Bible-based content, singing, preaching, and all the things they offer to you via that radio station. That will encourage those people, and it'll encourage you to be an encourager. And let me just challenge you. Take some time and do that. And learn to learn to do that for people just in general in life. Learn to say thank you and write notes and learn how to uh, uh, show your appreciation, not just assume they understand it, but learn how to display that kind of affection to people. I tell you, it'll help you and it helps them as well. James chapter number one. James has been writing about diverse temptations, about temptation as far as trial and testing goes, and then also temptation as far as the enticement or lust of the flesh. Now, God is in testing his people, but God is not in tempting his people to sin. God is holy, so he'll never lead you to be unholy. That is the flesh. You can't say, well, God made me do it or the devil made me do it. No, it's your own rotten flesh and mine that leads us into a temptation often is the case. Now, at the end of the chapter, the last five verses that we've read together, verse number 19, I believe, down through verse number 25, the Bible's talking about uh, not just hearing the Word of God, but doing it. And by having that engrafted Word, receiving it and applying it to your life, it'll help you with your temperament, it'll help you with your attitude, it'll help you with your disposition. And the key is, don't just hear it. Don't just hear the singing. Don't just hear the preaching. Don't just uh, read the books and whatever else it is, but apply the principle, apply the Bible truth, to your life. If you don't, you're like that man who looks in a mirror, James said, and you see the dirt on your face, the smudge, and you don't clean it. You acknowledge it's there. It's obviously there. The mirror shows you it's there, but you just about face walk out of the uh, restroom and having not cleaned yourself. That's what a man's like that hears the word of God and doesn't apply it. You might think, you're a good Christian, but you're not. You might think you have a good testimony, but you don't. You might think you're pleasing God, but you're not. And can I say the only way to do it is to apply the Word of God. Hear it, and then heed it, and then do it. And that's how, you be, uh, that's how you'll be blessed. The Bible tells us that in verse 25. It said, this man shall be blessed 
in his deed. Who's that man? The man who looks in the law of liberty and continueth therein, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. So that's where we're at. Now, verse number 26. Verse 26 is a stinging scripture. Verse 26 is a cutting scripture. It's a uh, preacher not sold out, not for hire, rearing back, and just preaching. Now, I don't know what all was going on in these early assemblies of scattered believers that James writes to, but apparently he had issues with several things. Apparently they were persecuted or they were troubled and tried because he talks to them about that. Apparently they battled with their flesh, and that's obvious. We do all uh, the same. Many he, he writes on that. They must have had some trouble with their temper because he writes on being slow to speak, swift to hear, and slow to wrath. And so they must have had some trouble with that. That's the flesh. He tells them, don't just hear the word of God, but do it. So there must have been an issue with that. And now he talks about their tongue. Now, I don't know exactly what was going on in these early churches, but obviously the man of God led by the Spirit of God, saw fit to put his finger on the issue of the tongue. And he said, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. What a powerful statement James is saying. He said, if there's a man that's among you and he walks around like he's a super spiritual like he's Captain Christian. He walks around like he's got it all together, that spiritual peacock peacock, uh, puffing up his plumes, if you will, and just letting everybody look on him. But he can't control his mouth. He's vanity. If he can't control his tongue, can't bridle it, vanity. James will write much more about the tongue in the following chapters. But that term bridle, if we think about that little piece of uh, material, that bit and that bridle for a horse... That little thing, a little piece of leather, but yet it can control that horse and steer it. The Bible said a man who cannot control his tongue, can't bring it under subjection, has vain religion. Now, we're living in a day where it's celebrated, um, it's commemorated, it's congratulated for someone to shoot off at the mouth and just tell you what they're thinking. That happened recently with LeBron James, who's a professional basketball player. You know that. But they, uh, there was a, an incident with a police officer in Ohio, and uh, LeBron James, no doubt, uh, began to use his thumbs much quicker than he uses his mind. And he put out a statement and just said, you're next, in a picture of that policeman. And now, in the context of what's happening in our country, that seems to be an, a threat. That seems to be a, 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 a trying to incite some trouble. Now, people would applaud that, saying, man, he ought to speak his mind, speak your truth. And we, para- we, we, we applaud the paraders, and we applaud the protesters and those who speak their mind. But can I say the Bible tells us that we are to bridle our tongue. The world might be known for running their mouth. But you and I ought to be known for living peaceably as much as lies within us with all men. Bridle your tongue. Now, I think if we were to look back in context, James is still dealing with that wrath situation. So he's probably talking about specifically watching what you say when your temper is flared. Can I say some of the worst things will come out of your mouth when you're mad? 
Some of the dumbest things you'll ever do or say, you'll say in the heat of an argument. You'll hurt people you love. You'll slander people that you care about. You'll cut people that are uh, your friends, and you'll do it in the midst of a heated rage. So here's what the Bible tells us. We are to bridle or keep or control or bring into subjection our tongue. It's amazing. Our tongue is such a small thing, but so hard to handle. Our tongue is such a small thing, but so hard to keep control of. You can't hardly, you can't hardly keep control of yours, and I can't of mine. I, I'd like to think every day that I wake up and try to die to self, but I tell you what reminds me the fact that self is still much alive when I, when I stub my toe. Or when somebody cuts me off in traffic, or when something happens that I wasn't expecting, and I've got to watch that I don't get discouraged, and I got to watch that I don't get bitter, and I got to watch that I don't say something dumb and not control my tongue. And the Bible's teaching us that we need to be able to bridle our tongue. I wonder how many church splits could have been avoided had people practiced this Bible verse. I wonder how many marriages could still be together if two people could have practiced this Bible verse. I wonder how many friendships would still be intact if we would practice this Bible verse. I wonder how many pastors will get more sleep at night if his church people would practice this Bible verse. How many tears? How much heartache? How many nights of no sleep? How many battles with depression and discouragement could have all been avoided had people learned how to understand and apply this Bible verse? Be slow to speak. Bridle your tongue. You say, but I've got an opinion. Well, sometimes it shows much wisdom to keep it to yourself. Uh, the statement says, better it is to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and leave no doubt. And here we have that command. Keep your mouth shut. Don't run your mouth. Guard your tongue. Control your tongue. Keep it uh, bridled in subjection. Put a muzzle on that thing if you have to, but don't run your mouth. Nothing will destroy a church any faster than the tongue. I preach for preachers in the middle of a building project, and I'll say, brother, you better build a bigger altar. And he'll say, why is that? And I'll say, because Baptist tongues won't fit on this little altar. They need a long one with all the long tongues in the Baptist church. And can I say, it ought not be that way. God gave you a tongue to glorify him and edify others, not to cut them apart, not to run them down, and not to be doubting and bitter toward God. Don't be one of these people that cannot bridle their tongue. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.